Welcome to the Not So Minute So Nice Podcast. I'm Jess. And Jen. This is episode 49. 49. And we're still doing our classic movie battle. Classic movie battle for the win. And what movie are we talking about? It is Cool Hand Luke. Oh my god. Okay, I was really excited about this because I somehow made it this long without seeing it. Oh. <laughs> and now that I saw it, I'm, I'm a little bitter. <laughs> Oh, it's such a good classic movie, though. It really is. It is. And um, let's start with your fucking facts. All right. Fucking facts. <sighs> Excuse me. All right. <laughs> fucking facts. American prison drama. Release date, November 1st, 1967. Runtime was 20 126 minutes. <laughs> Budget, $3.2 Box office, $16.2 Directed by Stuart Rosenberg. Written by Don Pierce and Frank R. Pearson, based on Cool Hand Luke by Don Pierce, and that came out in 1965. Uh, distributor Warner Brothers and Seven Arts, starring Paul Newman, George Kennedy, J.D. Cannon, Robert Drivaz, Lou Antonio, Strother Martin, and Joe Van Fleet. Those are the fucking facts. Nice. It also won uh, some things. We want to talk about that now. <laughs> it also won <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm I have super excited about it. More stuff, um, like the in 2005, the U.S. Library of Congress selected it for the National Film Registry, considering it to be a culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. It is one of the few movies that has a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It is one of Ebert's favorite movies. Which is kind of cool to find that out. Like that is kind of cool because he hates everything, right? So you know, well, he doesn't. That was mean. <sighs> well, but critics will be critics. Critics are I critics, mean, exactly. So if you find something that a critic loves, then that that's, that's that's a lot, I guess. That's right? True. That's true. Especially someone who's seen that much, seen film. everything, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, Paul Newman was nominated for the for the Academy Award for Best Actor. Uh, didn't win. George Kennedy won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, which there's a whole story on that. It was really funny because he wasn't expecting to win, even though he, like, bumped himself up with, like, $5,000 worth of advertising mm-hmm. that he won. And he didn't have a speech prepared because he wasn't expecting to win. <laughs> so if you can ever look that up, it's actually kind of kind of interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, Pearson Pearson were nominated for Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. And the score by Lalu Alu Shifrin, I think. I'm so sorry about the names. Was also we nominated about it every for... time. We are terrible about names. Oh, was also nominated for best original score, and yeah, I think that's all I got. Oh no, <clears throat> the quote by the prison warden, Strother Martin. We what we've got here is a failure to communicate. Yeah, was listed at number eleven on the American Film Institute's list of 100 most memorable movie lines. Yes. Well. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Everything else is just random shit to talk about. So. Excellent. Well, yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> it kind of has to be a significant line if you end up watching this movie from beginning to end. Well, yeah. I suppose we can talk about spoilers because it's a classic movie. We've talked about spoilers and every other thing. I know. But. <laughs> it's reason- hard, though, when we both hadn't seen it before this. Like, should we, should we go watch it if you haven't seen it and then come back and listen to us talk about it that's fair yeah there we go yeah yeah because the fact that he dies <laughs> Oof. i'm just like all that for what 
You know what I mean? And, like, do we ever figure out why he was cutting the heads off of the the d- words? The parking meters? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, okay, so, this, you know, he's a war veteran. Yeah. That came back. He, he had gotten, like, they're talking about his docket, you know, or his stuff on, when he first gets there. How he, you know, went in as a just a grunt or whatever, made his way up and got highly decorated, all these Purple Hearts and other things in the war. Right. And then came home as just a grunt again because of whatever happened he got all that like taken off his record and i think it was just i mean because he like says settling some debts right and part of it was so you think it's like foreshadowing anti-establishment era of the the, against the vietnam war and i think he probably was just like just pissed um... just pissed at the government and so what do you do yeah (laughs) yeah you you destroy destroy some property yeah you know but holy like archaic practices like two years chain gang basically for cutting the heads off of some park meters it's true well and it's interesting the writer all right okay don pierce this is the story of don pierce okay (laughs) don pierce was caught counterfeiting money and was thrown in a french prison he escaped returned to the u.s and became a safe cracker he was then ratted out by a waitress and spent two years on a prison road chain gang where he heard about a Luke Jackson, someone who was an excellent poker player, a banjo expert, and who had once eaten five, 50 boiled eggs on him for a bet. Yeah. He then wrote a book about him. In his book, Cool Hand Luke, published in 1965, Pierce sold the movie rights to Warner Brothers for $80,000, which in today's standards is probably closer to 650000 yeah, okay. really, that's a pretty good amount. For yeah, screen. and then he ended up making an additional fifteen thousand on to help write the screenplay. Yeah, um, Pierce was also he also appeared in the movie as the convict sailor. So I don't know if you remember seeing it's hard because there's a lot of them. I know there is. Yeah. So if you haven't, you look at oh, it, sailor is yes the writer of the book and screenplay. Um, well, one of the, the one who's the screenplay. native in, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I do remember him. Um, he's also the production's technical advisor. Fun fact. He punched someone out on the final day of on set and was not invited to the premiere. <gasps> what? Yeah. Why? They didn't say. Oh my god, cool. I'm sure we could look it up, but like... Eh. Oh man. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, he if also... I oh, oh, sorry. No, if I would have known that, I would have like searched and hunted and tried like, to figure out what... Tried to find what happened. Yeah. Um, I do know that he was not happy about the casting of Paul Newman for that particular role. Because, because, because Paul, Paul Newman's, Newman's too such much, a dreamboat. Because he's too much of a pretty boy and he he's is. not um, convict enough. Right, like it's hard. He's not super believable to be this like hardened criminal. But I felt like him in that. Well, yeah, but him in that role, he wasn't really a hardened criminal. No. Like he was just drunk and cutting the heads off the parking meters. Right. You know, like and he was. He was an amazing like, war vet and everything. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he was chiseled for days. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, someone no. found a new love for Paul Newman. I did. <laughs> okay, Paul Newman has always been that, like, classic Hollywood kind of dream body. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yep. those eyes. and The eyes and especially. The, his, like, jaws is just so chiseled. But then seeing him in this this role, like, just working all hard, and I don't know. He was the 
in the in the his movie career, he tended to be that antihero or that mm-hmm. you know not yeah. not a rebel, not like James Dean right. or Marlon Brando, but like no, but it was he, he just like seemed and he played it pretty darn well. I don't know, like every oh. every man's man or something. I don't. No, uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah, something to strive for. Um, speaking of his baby blues, mm. mm-hmm. they had to retake many scenes because the studio did not think or yeah did not think that they captured his eyes enough and needed it more (laughs) and his smile the paul newman smile oh my god so it's kind of interesting like they they worked that they worked they were yeah yep that was really smart on their their part because all all these women have Mm -hmm. seen this movie because of paul newman we know this we know this (laughs) (laughs) who watched aquaman for the story <laughs> we talked about it. Um, going back to the story itself, um, uh, Pierce, one of the things Pierce also talked about when he, you know, being interviewed about this and everything is in his book, especially, and then it did transfer to the movies. There's tons of Christian symbolism. Mm-hmm. So the whole like Luke is Jesus thing, or oh, the okay, thing, yeah. um. The, yeah, the film contains concepts of Luke as a saint, winning over crowds, and then, like, a Jesus-like redeemer figure. Um, even after, like, the egg thing, yeah, he lays on the table like like Jesus on the cross, you know, stuff like that. They threw in a whole bunch of different Christian symbolism into that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think that's all I really wrote down for now. I think, <laughs> I think one of the things that I loved about about the movie was the camaraderie. Oh gosh, yeah. That you see because like <laughs> coming from uh, a, a place of a little bit more knowledge of what that would be like. Yeah. Um, seeing them all like, of course, at first you know they're not getting along, oh. and you know like oh you know fresh meat or whatever, right. and then. <laughs> You know, I, the, the scene where they're they're finishing the road. Oh, gosh, yeah. Whenever, you know, like, yep. and they're just, they're like... They're having a great time. Right, yeah, they're just, like, nah, we're gonna do this. And they just, like, bust it out, and they're just, like, working so hard, and they, like, finish it, and they look, and they're, like, two hours left of daylight. Like, what are we gonna do? Right. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, oh, it's just... It was cool, like, that the brotherhood that this movie shows, it, it, it speaks volumes, and I think that's one of the things that kind of keeps you going throughout the movie, oh, yeah, is just, yeah. like, seeing... The camaraderie. Yeah, the relationships, you know, develop, and... Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting, because Rosenberg, the director, yeah, wanted them, wanted it to be the most, like, an actual chain gang as yeah. possible, even though, um, I think they, they built a prison set in California based on one mm-hmm. that was in Florida. Anyway, yeah. um... Still a hot freaking place. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, he like instructed he he all wives were banned from the set and from the areas they were after, like to make sure they hadn't you know yeah the wrong women. So like they're in prison, you know yeah. And absolutely. like um you know the the whole road scene was actually they actually paved a mile's worth of road filming this. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so like cool. that's kind of cool. Um, a lot of the bonds that were made in this movie between the actors remained like uh, Dragline and uh, I forget his name. I have it written down somewhere. Well, like George, right? Yeah. And <laughs> Oh yeah. But like, yep. they, they remained friends for a really long time. Yeah, well, you, really he- cool. you hear that about a lot of movies that um, 
I guess just a lot of movies in general. Mm-hmm. You, know, act, you spend so much, so time much time with your your fellow actors that you become this little family. And you're know, like, with Game of Thrones ending, everything like yeah. all these people yeah. have families for life, basically because they were families in the show. Okay. And yes, yeah, shows. Well, just like uh, Supernatural, mm-hmm. you know, what, fifteen years, yeah, of the same basic, right? Like you know, you you do, and then you're like with I know with Jensen Eccles and. Why can't I remember his name? Oh, Jared Padalecki. Thank you. <laughs> I met him. Jensen and Jared. Yes, you did. He touched your boob. No. It was an accident. It was an accident. It was, it was accident. your shirt. Just want to clarify. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no bad, bad touch or anything. It was funny. No, he was a perfect gentleman. Anyway, even, like, even with their viewers, <laughs> even with their viewers, like they're part of their family. Like it's really yeah. cool, you know. Well, yeah, and like the movies, especially back then, what they sometimes shot in like ten months, I want to say, and that's not like a huge chunk of time. But you're still like a year. Well, but yeah, but <laughs> and, like, and you're spending twelve hour days with these people yeah. sometimes. And the fact that, you know, they didn't necessarily have doubles in there, sitting there hacking away at the roadsides and stuff. Like, they're actually doing hard labor. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's cool to see that that lasted throughout filming and the future. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's neat. It's really neat. Okay. And Paul Newman. Ay, ay, ay. I think Luke is probably my new um, fictional character Hall Pass. Okay. Yeah. I. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. Cool. His. I really didn't like that role. Yeah. I think Paul Newman's got some great ones that he does that are way more like. I. The problem I have is there's no fucking depth to Luke. But that really isn't. But that's why I wouldn't want a relationship yeah, no, with him. I, know, I would I just want him. to like. I don't know. <laughs> My interest has to be far beyond the, just the. Cuteness. I know. We talked about this. We on have. Our past I, I get so hung up on stupid shit. <sighs> no, it's good though. It makes it interesting and more dynamic of an answer. It's true. Instead of being like, okay, I would bang this person, that person, all of them, them too. <laughs> I'd make such a bad whore. <laughs> I mean, I think at that point it depends on how much you're getting paid. <laughs> she got me to death. <laughs> oh, all right. Someone was like, here's a million dollars to... I think I'd still have hang-ups about that. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, i I have serious money problems, and I'd still be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Your personality is really not a turn-on. I think that's part of the problem, though, is I couldn't fake it with someone who was not turning me on. Isn't that what Luke's for? <laughs> like, okay, if someone was like, I'll give you a million dollars, okay, it's obviously a fictional world, right. to have sex with Cool Hand Luke. So it's no, basically Paul Newman staying in that character the entire time. That would that would be okay. I could deal with that. Okay, but okay, like good. if we're talking someone who is a super turn off, like in a lot of other aspects, like it would be hard to. No, in real life, I'm not going to fake person. it for anybody. Right? <laughs> I'm too lazy. Well, no, I mean like even <laughs> too lazy. Nice. <laughs> I just I don't know. I couldn't. I Life's too short for bad sex. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I like how we're talking about a classic movie and now, yep. Horse. Ah, horse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, no, I shouldn't say speaking of 
that no that's not what i mean at all the the scene the car wash scene with joy Harmon. okay <laughs> she's i'm not saying anything about joy Harmon. <laughs> i don't I, this is the only thing i've ever seen her in yeah um anyway um was supposed to be filmed in half a day ended up being filmed in three days completely separately from the actors whose wives had been men from the set okay yeah <laughs> so she didn't even film that in front of them Really? Nope. It oh was God. filmed completely separately, and she was. She even said later, after seeing it herself, she was like, "Oh my God, I didn't realize it was going to be so sexual and like suggestive. I was just, I'm just too naive." And oh, that's kind of an icky feeling. Then yeah, oh. so like poor, poor Joy Harmon, but right. iconic though. Yeah, and she did a really good job acting like she wasn't naive and innocent. So uh, yep, yep. And then mm-hmm. on set for that scene for the guys part of it, they had this girl in like an overcoat because it was freezing there, I guess, where they were filming in California that day. And yeah, so like she's like shivering in this coat, like freezing, and they're oh. all like cat calling. <laughs> like, how traumatic would that be? <laughs> how do she's, I get like, that job? Seventeen. Oh so, my like, god! Yeah, they're like some. T- you know, high school cheerleader. Yeah. Like, just standing there because they needed something to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oof, oof. They couldn't just put a broom there? Apparently not. Do you know what I mean? Like... This This was uh, Rosenberg's first movie. Yeah. That he directed. So and he... He was also lot, naive. Yes. And there's a lot of negative things that have been said and are out there on articles and stuff about how he directed this movie. Oh. I am not anyone, like, kind of a director, like, you know? Yeah. I think it was fine, especially for a 60s movie, but apparently he got some shit. Oh. <laughs> so, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. More things to look up. Uh, yeah. Because I like that side of things. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, a film buff, obviously. That's why, like, I... <laughs> I really enjoy listening to your fucking facts because I'm like, oh, cool. This is interesting because it is interesting to kind of see it from that side of things. Cause I've always been more interested in like the acting and the writing side of things. But I mean, there's a different element in directing that is equally as interesting, I suppose. It's true. And it, it does take someone who can do it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know they have support staff too, but yeah, really, but you need to like you need, you need to director. know all all aspects. Yeah, like you need to know the acting side and the lighting side and the writing side and everything too to properly, I don't know, make magic. I guess no, that's true though. That's that's accurate. Like yeah. if you don't have a good idea of, you know, how you're obviously I'm assuming they're there for auditions or at least secondary or something like that, you know, so they right. have to know something about how these actors are going to react to situations. You know what I mean? Like you have to know who you're working with. Yeah. And so yeah, definitely. And then scenes and you're, you have to trust your crew and everything else. Like there's, well, you've heard about instances where they start off with, you know, one actor and the like, director's yeah, not feeling work. it like, okay, well, you know, you screen tested. Okay. But you're, you're, you're not, not believable in yeah. this role, you know, and sometimes they'll move them into a different movie or a different part of the movie or mm-hmm. replace them completely. But, I mean, yeah. well, it happens. They've yeah. replaced directors, too. Exactly. Like, the production company's like, yeah, this isn't going in the direction we like. Uh, yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> you're next. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I have so many random things written down. I like random. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, um, isn't that why we have tangents? Speaking on the whole giant Harmon scene, the Sandlot, Sandlot, oh my god, ninety-five movie, The Sandlot, okay, spoofed the car wash scene and repeated that that part of it verbatim. You know, she doesn't know what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> the exact yeah. thing said in that. And then there are references to Cool Hand Luke in Cheers, Dukes of Hazard, SNL. Dane Cook did a whole thing the on Simpsons. it. Simpsons, Supernatural. <laughs> like that's the whole, you know. One of our thing. um, things that we've been doing on Twitter is spoiler, no context. Yeah. Since we're not talking about the movies that we're covering, um, which I was like kind of thinking about it, like giving the like little teasers at the end might be kind of nice. But we're jerks, so we're not. Um, <laughs> we're jerks. So we're doing the spoiler no context. And, like, I typed in Cool Hand Luke just to see if there was, like, anything possible in there. And it was, like, the one with Sideshow Bob being basically Luke. Right. Um, and it was, like, a gif or whatever. And I was like, yes, that's perfect. So we had one person figure it out from that. Okay. Because that's an obvious one. But right. still, that's awesome. And then the it's egg like a one. guessing game. Have fun. Pay right. attention to our Twitter. Yes. At NSMPod. I love how you just plug us in there like, this is where you go, guys. It's like when we were talking about the kilt Instagram and I just like threw it in. You're like, sure, what? Shameless plug. Hashtag. Hashtag. Octothorpe. Octothorpe? Yeah. Octothorpe. That's the technical name for hashtag. Oh! <laughs> Didn't you? Okay, on the on the last tweet about our board. Okay, there's one of my hashtags is all the Octothorps. Oh <laughs> See my god! Anyone can figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I love you. <laughs> we just talked about retaining information. <laughs> You're the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart too, Jazz. But Ditsy. I just have a book an encyclopedia of useless shit in my head. <laughs> I was just all. telling um the teenager and one of her friends about how lucky they are whenever they have to write research papers, how they can go to Google. <laughs> like I know they can't, you know, cite wiki. But we had to go you know, downstairs or over to a friend's house or go to the library and get these thick ass encyclopedias and there's like five per letter or however many and then like look through and then find like adjoining words and it's like, oh, could be this and you have to go find another encyclopedia. So, you know, how the fuck you kids? You got Google. Sorry. No, it's fine. I was totally one of those spoiled brats who had Google. Well, I You did too. We but still had to look things up out of the library at school, though. We totally did. We music theater at school. They didn't have anything advanced yet because it wasn't... Exactly. God, we're old. And, like... Oregon I, Trail for the win! Yes, and for most of our <laughs> research papers, we couldn't cite something that we found on the internet because we had to be That's citing true. actual That's books. That's when you got sneaky and because looked up what book it was from. I know. <laughs> but that didn't work into my rant. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's like that damn new TV and soundbar. Okay, so we got a new smart TV, which was great because I got to watch these movies on it. Um, except for the fact that they're trying to make everything, quote unquote, more convenient. Oh, no. Which means they have all these apps for remotes. So my soundbar 
didn't come with a remote. Oh. Like, I don't mind getting up and having to, like, change the volume manually <laughs> because, hello, childhood. Right. We're old. We're old. Um, <laughs> but whenever you're trying to watch a, you know, more adult-themed show when your kids go to sleep and all of a sudden it goes from, you know, one fighting scene to the next scene, they're fucking and screaming, like, you need to be able to mute that shit fast. Like, dink. So but no, time. I have to load it into an app. Oh. And then see if the app works. And then I have to be on like a certain Wi Fi. It's not our normal Wi Fi because our normal Wi Fi wouldn't work to. <laughs> She's getting a horrified expression. <laughs> it's horrible. It's so awful. I just decided that I kind of hate technology right now. They have to, You have to be able to get a remote somewhere, like a universal one that'll work for it. Yeah, but the whole point is I don't want to have to buy another I know, computer remote. I know. I know. And and I get it. It's dumb. It should come with something. I like literally have an a, a I guess folder. this would cut down on garbage and garbage dumps when yes. things are thrown Thank out. You. So like I get it. That that will keep me sane. Yeah. That one the fucking one thing. Thought. Yeah. <laughs> because now as, as I'm showing her my phone right now, guys, <laughs> and I have apps. a rem- remote folder yeah. on my iPhone that has three different fucking remote apps. One for my TV, one for my Apple TV, and one for my fucking soundbar. I might as well just completely Google Home this shit up. I'm glad you weren't holding the microphone because you would have mic dropped that shit. I would have mic dropped that shit, which is why I mic dropped the phone. Yep. (laughs) Which they might have heard, actually, because this whole mic setup is working pretty well. Yeah, it's Sorry if you heard lots of loud page flipping. It was picking up the page flips pretty good, probably because it's underneath. Oh, yeah, no, I'm guessing that's why it's, like, pointed downward. Yeah. Sorry. I'll see if I can try posting a pic. We, um, decided to use my poster bed as a mic stand, basically. Like, we have one mic stand, um, but Jen's been recording at my house the last few weeks. Well, recording weeks. Anyways, um, so now we have our mics hanging from my, my poster bed, and it's hopefully working out yeah well it seems like it is okay it does there's been a couple parts where we got really loud sorry yeah it's so much easier when you can just push the microphone away from your face you know like yeah but whenever we do that mm-hmm. then it's all like but that, that weird yeah, wiggle thing the wiggle thing wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. yeah the last two episodes sorry about all that extra noise this is what we're trying last, to cut like, down on four yeah, we don't even just <laughs> okay we're working on getting another mic stand <laughs> and if we can get some good table ones, I have a table at home. Yeah. So yeah. that'll help. Absolutely. And not that we always record there, obviously, but. <laughs> By circumstances, at least we're recording. It's true. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure how to segue back into this, but the Just boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how it was like it sounds with very little filmed violence, even though it took three days to film and both actors ended up fainting. <laughs> <laughs> but and then the music that goes with it and everything, it was really neat. Um. Luke keeps going and Dragline just walks away, but that earned him his respect, and then they became friends, and then Dragline became kind of his Judas, and I kind of feel bad about that whole thing, too. Yeah. That was hard. It was hard to watch, because you've had friends like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, no, don't, no, no. But of course, you don't end up dead, usually. But still! Right? He didn't mean for him to. Yeah. I, I guess that was one of the brilliant things about this movie, though, is that it did seem so. <laughs> <laughs> slow page turn <laughs> but like the realism factor like we always talk yeah. about 
you know, certain scary movies don't really do anything for me because my brain's like, okay, that is so out of the realm of possibility. It's fake. It's fake. Well, yeah, like watching Freddy Krueger now as an adult, I'm like, okay, it's an actor in a costume. But then I'm watching these like psychological thrillers like um, Split. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this is scary because it's like based on a realistic like personality. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it is is really good. I want to see the other two that are part of that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like Glass and I don't remember what the other one is. Don't ask me. I wouldn't know. Yeah. All right. See? Things I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't retained that information because like I haven't absorbed it yet. It's like old men's and far between. Ah. Things that you don't know. Oh. Thank you? Because you're smart. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I had to explain that to you, though. <laughs> yeah, no, see? Not as smart as you think. Um. <laughs> She's just dizzy sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. my God. My natural hair color is blonde. It's true. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even know. Oh, I have one fun fact that ties this whole movie into Minnesota, kind of, not really. Okay. What just happened to you? I don't... Okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. It's all good. Uh, I should rephrase. It ties Paul Newman to us a bit. I mean, uh, I, he's from, what, Cleveland, Ohio, I think, but... <gasps> Shut up. I think that was correct. You have to look, because I could be wrong, but I do know that his first professional racing victory came in the rain at an SCCA Trans Am race in Brainerd, Minnesota in <gasps> 1982. Really? Really. Oh, before we were born. But yeah. But still, it's pretty cool. But Where he was, was Paul racer. Newman born? Was I no. <laughs> <laughs> Where was Paul Newman born? Paul Newman was born in Shaker Heights, Ohio. Shaker Heights. Shaker Heights, Ohio. 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 <laughs> Sounds like she's saying other things with that. That was great. Ohio. Yeah, I miss old series voice, damn it. Uh, the old Siri is following me on Twitter. The oh. old voice actor for Siri. Or actor, the old voice of Siri. <laughs> Siri's following me on Twitter. Not the new one, though. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, raining. I have that. Oh, you do. Good. <laughs> All right. So, Cool Hand Luke. Iconic characters. Oh, I get to go first? Sure. I had you last time, so... Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> iconic character rating. I'm gonna go five. Okay. Cool. Um, you know, I think about a five. Because, I mean, they do spoof it a lot and mm-hmm. for things. And, like, it is an iconic character. Cool Hand Luke is an iconic character. And I knew... being, like, a world shaker and everything that, like, Dragline describes him as is something, like, my grandparents used to say that about Exactly. Kids. Like, like it was I just... knew who Cool Hand Luke was, yeah. even though I had never seen the yeah. movie, you know, mostly, yeah, from my grandparents and, right. you know, Stuff like that. random older friends, but... So, yeah, five. Five. Five mm-hmm. is good. I'm Ic- on with five, too. Iconic scenes? Yes. Um, I'm gonna go... Oh, sorry, pen. Uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seven. Cool. Um, especially with that tagline, I'd yeah. probably go with a six. Yeah, it seems like a good number. Cause like I can recognize like the thing from The Simpsons, mm-hmm. but like references besides that line, I wouldn't realize were there until after I had like, like right. I wouldn't necessarily tie it immediately to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Soundtrack. That's fair. Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> okay. I just have to say something really, really quick before Do we it. rate this. All right. So Paul Newman did not know how to play the banjo. 
he learned for this film. It really? took him pretty much the entirety of filming. They filmed all the banjo scenes last because he was finishing learning. He was struggling to pick it up. Yeah. And then, yeah, so he actually played uh, Plastic Jesus and like in the bed. And so that was yeah. him actually playing, which is kind of cool if you think about it. I'm going to give it a four then. A four then? That changed it? <laughs> it did. It was a three before. Okay, okay. I'm going to go ahead and bump it up to a four because it's just like the banjo is the only thing memorable. Right, for the rest me. of it is just sound. It's just. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it a five just because that beginning mm. part with the, the yeah things is actually something they use for the news. Yeah. And like that you was, go. you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. it's stuff they've used and it's a pretty good score. They did a pretty good job with that. Right. Um, definitely not something super awesome. I'm going to listen to it every day. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, Plastic Jesus is a pretty good song. Heck yeah. You know? And it, I love some good banjo music when you need it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Newman crying. Right? Oh. Break my own heart. I know. <laughs> longevity. Um, longevity. You know, um... Or longevity, like, if they made it now, it would be fine, right? That's that one? Right, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna maybe say eight. Okay. I feel like this is one of those movies that still holds up today. Um, you know, we still have sort of chain gangs down in Arizona. They've got the, you know, for DUIs, the pink jumpsuits, and, you know, we've, we've got... We've got road crews here that clean up trash. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think that if the evil Hollywood remake fairy were to touch this, it could be done. Oh, yeah. And they could be done well. I just hope that they don't ever redo this movie because it does still hold well. The classic is always... It's a classic. classic. It's a classic. Right. And I feel like a lot of other... Prison movies especially use a lot of the aspects that are in this movie. Mm-hmm. So like, and I know they're all different, they're all separate in their own right. Some of them have totally different writers, like Green Mile with Stephen King, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Or Shawshank Redemption with Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a lot of common themes with yeah. the whole anti-establishment stuff too. And I know for that era especially was awesome. I don't know if the anti-establishment thing, like you, it, you think it still go really well nowadays because there's still a lot of anger with the government. But it's different. I think if they picked the right message. Right. Like him being a, or should have been like a war hero and then coming home to nothing. I think that's something that is still very. Relevant. Very relevant. Yeah. You know, and so I think that this movie could easily slide into relevancy that way. Oh, yeah. You know, see, like, okay, well, he was just so pissed off because he fought for our country and then came home and is now struggling with, you know, PTSD and healthcare or whatever. Like, Sorry. <laughs> I know, it's getting political. But, no, um, it's not just that, but I'm thinking to myself, Punisher. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's very different. Yeah. Right. But, but like, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's definitely ways that they could. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think they could find the right crews, too. And, I think it was super hard watching this. I know it was in the 60s. The only um, people who weren't white (laughs) were the ones in, Mm -hmm. like, the, like, one check, which was historically accurate for the time. Right. Which I totally understand that. But as far as a prison's concerned... Yeah. That was inaccurate. Yeah, absolutely. And even they even mentioned that, like, the one guard is like, you know, I've never shot anyone white before. 
you're mm-hmm. like, well, then where are all of these people that are also in this prison then? You know? Yeah. Like, that was hard. But I think if they redo it now, they change the obviously. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, they could make know. it more accurate. I mean, yeah. It was a little bit harder to do. So I, I'm sticking with my nine. Yeah. But definitely doable. I think it would go over well, you know? Yeah. And I don't, and I don't feel like it was too insensitive in any no. particular area. So yeah. I think, yeah. Nope. No, I think it was pretty I think good. eight's probably a low for me, but I'm going to stick with it. You're going to stick with your eight? Yeah. All right. All right. So that's why it's good that I go first for ratings because then I don't, I'm not so wishy-washy. <laughs> well, I am, but it's like later I'm like, damn it. Damn it. We did too low. I rated it too high. And because I thought it was going to make this one higher because I really, really, really enjoyed it as much as it, it made me mad. Um, it just, it felt, it felt like a good telling of a story. I don't know. No, definitely. I don't know how to. I totally get it though. Okay, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was adapted screenplay wise. It, they did an awesome job. Right. And it yeah. like makes, it's another one that makes me want to read the book now that I'm an adult. Do it. Right. Do yeah. it. I'm going to do it. Someone is weed whacking. Yeah, I was like, what is that noise? Oh, okay. Oh. Better than a chainsaw, I guess. True. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we don't have anything to clink. No. Um, and we've got one more to record. So Ooh. thanks for sticking with us, guys. We are having a lot of fun recording all of these and watching all these great movies. Yeah. Um, we might not be a movie podcast, but we definitely enjoy having these episodes. Cool Hand Luke is still on Netflix. Also, so it is as of June 30th. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Today's date. That's of our release date. Yes. I'm assuming. Well, our recording date, because it might not be for the release. Oh my God, it's so confusing. (laughs) I know, that's the hard part about like recording like a couple days before we release and then recording multiple episodes. And it's like, what day is this? What year is this? That was me waking up from my nap. Like, I get a text message from Jen, and she is like, like, how you feeling, or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm just waking up. Crap. Come on over. I'm awake. This is happening. This is fine. This is fine. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Yes. Click. Click. Where's my... No.